Hello, everyone, and welcome to what I'm guessing will be a very fun edition of ECH Post Game Live, presented by Flat Stick Pub. Uh, great to see so many of you in here already, and as you may have noticed, uh, it is me, RJ, starting things off tonight. And the reason for that is that Dylan is in L.A., actually. He is at Crypto.com Arena. He got to see that awesome game in person. Uh, so he will be joining us soon. Everybody stick around for that. Uh, I cannot wait to hear what the players had to say after a game like tonight. Man, I mean, I, I hope you're all, uh, you know, you're all okay after that wild finish. Kraken having to kill off a, a key penalty late. Um, Joey Decord has to be the number one story of this game. Setting a new franchise saves record. Super solid all the way around. Uh, but overall, I, I just, I love this game because this is the blueprint to beating the LA Kings. Uh, you have to keep things to the outside. Give them all the easy shots that they want and counterattack when you have the chances to do so. And the Kraken identified that. They had just played the Kings recently, and they executed just to a T that game plan that they needed to have. So love to see this game from the Kraken. And, of course, we will break it all down here over the next hour. But uh, I want to jump to some Super Chats right away. I see a Super Chat here from B. Thank you very much, B, kicking us off. Joey freaking Decord, baby. We got the Colind goalie kiss. We got ebbs and turbo goals. Joey played lights out. I am so happy right now. Uh, this does feel like, you know, maybe a, a new high point for the Kraken this season. Uh, just given how impressive a performance this was. I mean, Joey Decord, like what, what more can I say? I see so many comments in here. The Joey, Joey chance. I mean, he, he just had a fantastic game. Part of that strategy to beat a team like the Kings requires your goalie to be really dialed in because he's going to face a lot of shots in a game like this. And, and Decord certainly did, um, you know, facing 44, stopping 43 of them. I mean, if not for him, the Kraken don't win this game. It's that simple. Uh, let's see. Next super chat here from Light. Uh, I love Schultz for what he did for us last season. With that said, I never want to see him over Riker ever again. Joey got the, the shutout. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if not for that one play, it is a shutout and a well-deserved shutout for Joey Decord. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we had some positive with Joey. We'll, we'll have a little bit of negative here with Justin Schultz. You know, I thought he played fine through the first couple periods. Rough third period for him. I mean, there's no real way to, to sugarcoat that. Obviously, you have the play where Joey's coming out, makes the pass to him on the power play, kind of flubs it, and it results in the goal for the LA Kings. Um, and, and yeah, on that play, I, I saw some debate on Twitter about maybe where the blame should go. I don't put any blame on Joey Decord there. You want him playing that puck every single time. Uh, because if he doesn't, then it's a contested battle between Lazat and Schultz, and you could potentially have more time wasted on the power play or even a scoring chance the other way. By coming out and playing that, Joey makes sure that it goes to a teammate who is wide open with a ton of time and space, and that's going to work out like more than 99% of the time. Uh, it's just that's kind of the 1% where it doesn't. And, and that's not on Joey. That's Schultz just needs to corral that puck, uh, unfortunately. Um, and then, of course, the penalty late to put the Kings on the power play. Great job by the PK stepping up. But uh, that's just a penalty you can't take. Glad Grumstrom's okay because that looked like a, a dangerous area of the ice uh, for a trip there. I don't think there was any ill intent from Schultz there. But still, can't be taking that penalty. 
Uh, another super chat here. This one from JMG, Joey, Joey, Joey. I feel like we're going to get a lot of that tonight. Joey Decord was fantastic in this game. I'm, I'm going to run out of things to say about him, I think, at some point during this post game. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the save I keep coming back to also was early in the game on that two-on-one where he just gets enough of it with the blocker, just a little piece to send it off the crossbar. I mean, that that save was huge uh for the kraken in this one because if not if he doesn't make that save it's one nothing la and they had all the momentum in the first period um so i think that was that's the save that stands out to me and there are there are a bunch of them but that one kind of stands out above the rest uh super chat here from chip what a game for joey this would have been a, a uh, shutout if not for that weird goal and everly got a nasty goal I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Yeah, but you know what? It's It's been a couple games in a row here where the Maddie Beniers line, they're cooking a little bit. Uh, I mean, that play, Everly, way to finish it. I mean, you know, going top glove, no mistake there on the breakaway. I love the play by Maddie Beniers to get that puck to Everly because he gloves the puck down and he takes his time. He's really patient with it because the puck was on edge. I understand Everly's past the D. He's probably screaming at Beniers like, come on, Maddie, Maddie, get me the puck, get me the puck. But Maddie waits until the puck is settled down enough threads it right through a couple Kings players legs and hits Everly with just enough time so that it's not offside. I mean, that that's a beautiful goal all around. And if the first line, if they can keep that going, if the Beneers line can keep that kind of energy and, and Maddie stays with that kind of confidence, sky's the limit for those three. Um, Super chat here from DDB. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Seta, watching the stream 1,800 miles apart due to a canceled flight. What a night to be separated. Let's go, Kraken. Oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry you have to be watching so far apart. That really sucks. 1,800 miles apart, man. Well, um, you know, hopefully you've got, uh, you know, the, the technology. You can be, you know, texting each other, hopefully, you know, video call or, or so. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Seta. Sorry. She has to be so far away. And thank you for the super chat, uh, DDB. Another super chat here from Light. Uh, also, I don't know what demon was possessing Maddie before last LA game, but it's gone. That was a highlight reel pass by him. Yeah, absolutely. Talked about it a little bit a minute ago. But yeah, I mean, it really feels like Maddie's starting to get his mojo back. And, and you love to see it too, because those are the kind of special plays that he's capable of that not a whole lot of other players can really do. Um, you know, when you have that line going, especially with the matchups they're able to take advantage of, it can be a real mismatch problem for other teams because you've essentially had the Gord line working as the Kraken's first line, Wenberg line as the second line, and then the Beneers line. I mean, you get matchups against like the Dubois line for LA and you're able to take advantage. And I think they're able to kind of turn that matchup game on its head and you're seeing the bottom six become a matchup problem for the Kraken again. Uh, so hopefully Maddie can keep that going and, and just keep building. All right, scrolling down here, and as we go back up to the top of chat, um, let's see, hello, Ray Dizzy. Um, everyone said Joey should have had a shutout. I mean, I know, it's so close. He he deserved it. He really did. Um, but, you know, he'll take the win. He's he's not one to, to worry over maybe the, a lack of a shutout as long as you get the two points in regulation. I, I know he still feels good about this game. Um, yeah, what a game from Autumn. Um <laughs> Yeah, some negativity on Justin Schultz, and I, I understand that. Um, Bach, retire Joey's number. I've seen enough. I mean, he already has the two highest single game save totals for the Kraken ever. You know, he broke the all time saves record uh, for the Kraken tonight. He broke his own record. That was from earlier this season with 42 saves. Um, so, I mean, hey, Joey, Joey's setting the record books for the Kraken here. 
Um, if I ran Haxtell, I was not joking about rioting if you don't play Riker. I, I would like to see Riker Evans back in next game. I mean, you know, good job from the D as a whole in this one. When you allow one goal, you're doing something right. But, you know, again, I, we, we saw what the mistakes were for from Justin Schultz there. Um, all right, trying to see something that is not Joey or Justin Schultz. Although some great comments in here. Joey Hall of Fame. I, I love how we're not getting ahead of ourselves here. This is this is great. You know, I'm, I'm here for the hyperbole. Uh, Joey the King Slayer, love it there from Onstott. God bless Joey Decord from Olivia. I have fallen in love with Joseph Decord. I, I should just read all the pro Joey Decord comments in here. Um, that's, you know, why not? All right, here we go. Some more super chats. Uh, let me scroll down and get to these. Uh, this one from Riley, keep treading water. I know the cards are stacked against us with games in hand slash early losing streak, but we are far from out of it. Will be perfect timing for us to get hot and other teams to cool off. And yeah, Riley sticking with that keep treading water message. It's absolutely true. I mean, you know, the Kraken, they're certainly not out of it by any means. And the more they can kind of figure out their game like this, the more time they're affording themselves and, and two points in regulation here is huge. Um, you know, and especially if they can get hot and string together a win streak, this is the kind of game that it feels like. And I know we've said this a few times earlier this season, but this is the kind of game that feels like it could jumpstart a win streak. Uh, they just have that kind of momentum going for them. Um, so especially going into the winter classic in such a big event there, you, you want to be on a positive note. I'm trying to go check the standings real quick to see where this puts the Kraken. But I mean, they're, they're inching their way back up. Let's see. All right. 31 points in 34 games. That is three points out of a playoff spot. Arizona and Nashville do have some games in hand, um, but still by all means, they're, they're very much in it and a lot of season left. Uh, another super chat here from JMG. Uh, will Joey overtake Grubauer for number one in the net? Uh, Good question there, JMG. And of course, you know, with Joey playing as well as he is, you have the goalie controversy questions. And I think that's not something we need to really think about too much right now, just because, I mean, Joey's, he's just riding all these games until Gruby comes back. But I think once Grubauer comes back, you're going to see something similar to what you saw last season. Remember, Martin Jones stepped in when Grubauer was injured, played really well. He had some of the best goaltending that we've seen from a Kraken goalie up to that point. Uh, and this feels kind of similar from Joey Decord. And so what happened when Grubauer came back is they still kind of continued to split games. Jones even got some games that, you know, Grubauer probably could have played, but they were riding the hot hand. So I think the same thing is going to happen with Joey. Even when Grubauer comes back, he's probably going to be more like the 1A. And then you see where Grubauer is at. You see if he's able to find his game again. I know the Kraken have committed big time to Philip Grubauer. They're, they're probably still hoping he can be the goalie for them if they make it into the playoffs. Um, but Joey's going to get every chance to continue playing well. I mean, if you look at last season, Martin Jones kind of fell off once Grubauer came back. I think he got a little bit burned out. But if Joey doesn't do that, if he keeps playing this well, he'll continue to get starts. I think Dave Haxtell has shown uh, he's willing to, to go with the meritocracy there and with the goalies. Uh, super chat here from Seth. Uh, I really wish the Kraken would stop taking stupid penalties late in the game at the worst time. At least the killers were on point. You know what? Me too, Seth. I, I am with you, and I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to talk about it. Uh, this is a few games in a row now that the Kraken have taken some dumb penalties late in the third. Thankfully, the PK is doing well, but it's just you know, those, those little discipline things, right? Whether it's the Schultz trip or I, I know on the Borgen high stick, that's a tough one because Fiala kind of, lifts his stick a little bit and it kind of rebounds into Fiala's face. But 
and I, I know you want to battle there too, but got to keep the sticks down. Got to watch out for that stuff because you will get burned on it at some point. The Kraken have gotten away with it the last three games, but you can't get away with it all the time. And that's something too that I hope Dave Haxtell is being proactive about as a coach. It can be tempting to not really want to say anything about it when the team is getting away with it, getting points, getting wins. But that's a problem I would like him to get ahead of. And, and I think he probably is. He mentioned after, um, what was it, the final game, of the homestand against the Kings, that there were a couple penalties that he wanted to talk to the guys about. So I think that's probably a conversation that is happening. Uh, super chat from Schultz. That's the Kraken we know and love. Joey unlucky. Yeah, tough for Joey losing the shutout, but um, great game all around. <laughs> I see on, on Joey. So the call was like, hyperbole, how dare you, sir? Um, yeah, no, it's I'm, I'm here for it. Um, thank you, Schultz, uh, for the super chat. And yeah, we are kind of getting back to the Kraken that we we know and love. And I mean, seriously, you know, kind of from last season, this is just a really feel-good game where they went in with a game plan, they executed, uh, and you had players have outstanding performances, some really pretty plays like on that Everly goal. Uh, and you had good goaltending. I mean, that's what you want to see out of this team. That's what keeps you coming back for excited games, thinking they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anyone. The Kings are a really good hockey team. Uh, and the Kraken just, you know, they played their game and they got the win tonight. Uh, super chat here from Chip. Oh, you know, uh, sorry, uh, super chat from DJ Singletone ahead of it. Uh, what's a king to a god? Joey Decord, probably. Absolutely. Uh, you know, King Joey, you know, yeah, I playing like a God tonight. That is awesome. I, I love that. Uh, that super chat. Thank you, DJ Singletone. Um, super chat here from Chip. I think this win took down Twitter. Everyone racing to tweet about how amazing this was. Yeah, so I did notice that with a couple minutes left in the game. And of course, as I'm just scrambling to get all the, the post game tweets, everything out there. Um, yeah, I think I think Twitter is down. It, it stopped working for me. I don't I think that's a problem for everybody. Basically, it looked like every tweet just went away and there are no were no more tweets. Now it looks like it's back up. Thankfully, I just went ahead and checked. But yeah, got to love Twitter, man. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess it's it has to be all Joey Decord tweets, right? Everyone's piling on uh, to tweet about Joey Decord. And you know what? I don't blame them. And I, and I guess I don't blame Twitter for not anticipating. You know, you know what? They should anticipate that kind of traffic. They, they should know by now how good Joey is if they've been paying attention. Uh, super chat here from light. The Kraken are now four and one in LA all time. Only city that we dominate more is Denver where we are three and one in the regular season, but adding playoffs six and two. That's a good stat. And it does feel like Dylan gets all the best games in LA, huh? Whether it's that nine to eight game or this one tonight, um, the Kraken do seem to match up really well against the Kings and especially in LA. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's good for them. Of course, being in the division, being one of the better teams in the division. Um, I, I think the Kraken, they, again, they just always show up to play. And I think the, the Kings too, the way that they play that one, three, one system that they, that they come in with just trying to suffocate you offensively. That's a style of game, the, what, how they play. It just requires hard work to get around. It requires hard work and it requires focus. And I think the Kraken, you know, they don't have a whole lot of high-end skill, but they are a team that when they get locked in, they are willing to work really, really hard and just outwork a better team. And I think they see that challenge uh, and they get up for it just like they did tonight. Um, all right, let's see. Thank you, everybody, for all the super chats. We're all 16 minutes in here and just finishing reading the, the first batch of super chats. Love that from everybody as I scroll back up. Uh, toward the top of chat here. Uh, actually, buy me some time here. Let's take a look. He's sleeping, so I don't want to disturb him. But here, take a look at Fuji. 
Fuji for the win. Oh, it's blurry. Come on, focus. All right, well, you get the idea. And now it's blurry on me. Why did I do that? Come on. All right, well, hopefully uh, the camera focuses here. I may have just kind of played myself here. Sorry, everybody. Close. All right, then. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to keep reading from chat, hoping the camera figures this out. Um, uh, and Lindsay Dillon undefeated in LA. Yeah, he sure is. Um, <laughs> Dylan's a good luck charm. We got to send him to more of these games. Uh, can't wait to hear what he has to say uh, after this one. Let's see. Come on. Anyone have any suggestions to fix the, the camera here? <laughs> Fuji broke Twitter and RJ's camera. That's right. It is your fault, Fuji. Yeah, he broke Twitter. Hey, there we go. Okay, thank you, Fuji. All it, all it took was me, me blaming him there. <laughs> Fuji broke the camera with his cuteness. Exactly, yeah. I, I won't, uh, won't put it back on the camera because we know it'll break again. You're just too cute, huh? Um, uh, Ray Dizzy, it's still Staples Center for me. I hate the crypto arena name. Me too. I still call it Staples Center most of the time. Um, Let's see. I, I mean, they, bear with me here because chat is just, there's so much in chat. Love to see that from everybody, but man, there, there's, this is great. Um, uh, Alan, Kings keeping the one man super far back with Seattle going for the empty net. Almost seemed like a fair five on five rather than the extra man. That's Kraken hockey. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting strategy there. And I know the Kraken did miss the empty net like three times. So maybe it kind of worked, although the Kings didn't score. So maybe it didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, that was just a, a stressful sequence with the empty net, for sure. Um, Lindsay here, my one gripe, I know Riker had a rough game versus Dallas, but you got to let a rookie learn from his mistakes and not punish him with a scratch. Schultz nearly cost us this game, too. So we talked a lot about Schultz, and I did mention that I, I wanted to see Riker next game. But I, I do think that's an interesting conversation to have as far as, you know, do you kind of let the rookie learn from his mistakes or, or do you maybe send a little bit of message by scratching him for this one? You know, I, I normally would want to keep the rookie in the game, but I, I think there's another part of this as well that I think Haxtell wants to make sure that Justin Schultz doesn't get too rusty. And I, I really do understand that part of it because you have one more D injury or maybe Evans has another bad game and you want Schultz to, to come in because you're probably going to need him and you don't want him to get to the point where Megna is at right now where he just hasn't played a hockey game in so long. Um, I understand it from that angle as well. I hope Riker, you know, and also, you know, you give Schultz the chance to to go prove that he belongs in the lineup too. I don't think he made necessarily the most of that chance tonight, but you know, if you're going to stick with the the merit side of things, then you put Riker in next game, and and that's how you adjust. And I wouldn't mind it if that's kind of the whole story of what happens. Um, uh, Nicole, we out hit the Kings twenty nine to eleven. Playing physical is what we need to do. Uh, yeah, I thought the Kraken definitely matched the Kings physicality in this one. And you know, they were going to come out and be physical uh, and the Kraken didn't shy away from it. It was definitely a less physical game than the last time the two teams met in Seattle. And I think part of that is because the Kraken got an early lead. And so the Kings were kind of chasing the game. They weren't really able to establish themselves physically as much, um, but the Kraken certainly didn't shy away and they didn't get bullied. You know, that was something that we were, you know, looking at after that last game against the Kings. Some people kind of claiming that the Kraken were getting bullied there. And of course, Borgen kind of goes and sends that message with the what I thought was a dumb penalty. Uh, but the Kraken didn't have to worry about that tonight. Um, so that that's good. Uh, let's see. Um, so much in chat. Let's see. 
Uh, Byron, tons of falls and weird bounces. Ice in LA is usually bad, right? Yeah, it's it's usually not ideal. Um, I, I don't know what the weather is like in LA right now, but um, yeah, it, it can be tougher to, to have good ice in LA. It, when it's colder, on those colder days, it can get really good, but um, yeah, in, in LA, the ice can be kind of bad. Oh, here's what it is. I just checked the weather forecast. Um, at least in the LA area, it's um, raining right now, which is going to really mess with the humidity. I mean, I don't know if LA has the dehumidifiers that some of these other places do, but um, yeah, the humidity is going to cause really bad ice. Um, let's see, um, circling Seattle sports, they should let Joey go to Disneyland on his own after this win. Definitely. If Joey wants to go to Disneyland, I mean, the next game's in Anaheim in three days, so he's got some time. I, he could definitely make a Disneyland run uh, if he wanted to here, I think. Um, let's see. Uh, Lindsay, the boys have to beat Anaheim on Saturday now. No more regressing when playing inferior opponents. I'm with you. This is a good test. I mean, the Kraken have shown they can step up to play against some really good opponents. What they need to prove now is they can take care of business against bad teams. I know you had the 7-1 win in Chicago or against Chicago, but uh, you're going to need to keep that going a little bit. And, and certainly with an Anaheim team that, look, they're not as bad as Chicago is. They've got some good players. They're going to give you a fight. You have to step up. And if you put in the effort you did tonight, you're going to beat them. You're, you're going to beat the Ducks. They are a beatable team, uh, but you cannot take them lightly. That's something that um, you know the Kraken really have to get through their heads this season. Um, let's see. Uh, from Chris at Team 114, great banter between Turbo and TNT crew about the Winter Classic in Seattle. Definitely loved uh, him being involved there. And um, what did everyone think of the the TNT crew? Because um, uh, I mean, I they they were taking the Kings stuff at intermission. They, I think I guess they said they accept all bribes, but they've got some Kings merch at intermission. Um, I do think it's it's kind of fun seeing those you know guys, especially you know like Biz and the whole table kind of you know having fun with it, and especially with Turbo involved. Um, let's see. All right. Um, super chat here from Jessica. I think we all need to pause for a moment and ask, what did Colin Hanks bring to the table? <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't sure about that segment. It's, it's LA. They have uh, an obligation, I think, to, to bring in whatever celebrity they can find, uh, and, and create some content. Yeah. It definitely didn't rise to the level of, uh, you know, maybe a Snoop Dogg or a, a Will Ferrell that they put out there in the past that have provided some great moments. I don't know. I could, I could take it or leave it with the Colin Hanks stuff. I, I think the concept is interesting having a fan, a celebrity fan like that on the glass and just having the camera with them. But, uh, you know, Maybe give me somebody else. Uh, Jay saying TNT was fine. Not great, but fine. Uh, Habak loved the TNT, so they're so much fun to watch. Uh, Jen, at least we have our own Homer with Edzo on the broadcast. That's true. It did add that kind of element to it. Um, and, I, and I don't think he really changed the style at all too much for – well, I mean, Lindsay's saying Eddie had to be more buttoned up on the national broadcast. No more jokes about Mover or Lull. Yeah. I get, in that way, he was a little more buttoned down. I mean, there were a couple of plays where I think he was, you know, maybe wanted a penalty or so that, you know, might have been cracking and formed. Um, but good to have Edzo on that broadcast. It had a little bit of familiarity, too, mixed in with the TNT. You know, I, I do like that. Um, love the love all the comments here on the TNT broadcast from everybody. This is great. Um, uh, B, TNT has nothing on Root Sports, but I was mostly annoyed that they made it take so long to get to puck drop after the Caps game. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 
I mean, what was the puck drop time? It was like set almost seven thirty, and and especially you know as you're watching the the broadcast, just waiting for it to come on, and they have this long interview out there with um, with Strom, and then you go to the interview with Kopitar as you it's already like seven twenty, right? Um, yeah, the the pacing on that and and just the delay, it's it's gonna put people off. You know, at least have a more proper start time, kind of close to what it actually is. I know this is just a thing in the NHL, no matter what, with the nationally televised games, but I don't know. It, it is annoying, especially when you're just kind of waiting for a late game to start. Um, Re- Rebecca, okay, what B-list celebrity would we actually want? The Emir's just Eddie Vedder over Colin Hanks, uh, for sure. Um, oh, Marshawn. I mean, well, yeah, you can't do better than Marshawn Lynch. That's that's easy. Um, if you can get him, that's the key. But he's a part owner, so maybe you can. All right, I see Dylan here. Live from Crypto.com Arena. So about to add him to the stream. Give me a second here. All right, Dylan. Welcome, welcome. Uh, what a hey. game. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. I mean, you know, it was a little bit of a nail biter there at the end, right? Everybody was just kind of hoping they hung in there and, and uh, hung on to the game, but they did. And uh, yeah, I, you know. Far cry from the 17 goals I saw last time I was here. That's for sure, though. Right. How does it compare to that crazy 9-8 game? I'm guessing a little bit of a different feel. Different feel, but in some ways the same, right? Because in this one, you're waiting for the first goal to get scored. And then once, you know, Tanev puts that one home, you're kind of right back in that, like, okay, what's going to happen next, right? Because you knew whatever was going to happen next was probably going to decide the game, right? If the Kings were able to get one at that point, they had such insane shot volume that you had to worry about, you know, momentum going in their favor and then being able to, to get something else past Joey. But if the Kraken were going to be able to extend that lead, you felt like they were going to be pretty good. So in that sense, it was kind of like that previous game where it was, okay, what's going to happen next? Could there possibly be a 17th goal? And of course there had to be because it was overtime. But um, yeah, so in some ways it was kind of similar if, you know, just a little less eventful. Yeah. So I think one of the, the takeaways here is the Kraken, what was so impressive is it seemed like they had a game plan. They had a formula to beat LA yep. that they kind of tested out a few days ago and they were able to execute it to perfection tonight. I mean, what was the reaction from the, the players and coach Hackstall? Was that kind of how they saw it? They had a game plan. They went and executed it. I was just going to say like, yeah, just don't ask Hackstall about it. Right. <laughs> Cause he just, okay. he, he, he didn't want to say anything about that. Right. Like, you know, it was, it was about the fact that they gave they were giving up shots, right? Even though they weren't great quality shots, he was happy about that, right? But uh, yeah, for the most part, it was one of those things where like you could ask them about it and they would give you that like knowing smile, but they weren't going to like, you know, be like, yes, yeah, so that, that was the secret to our success. And, and here, let's broadcast it to everybody. Yeah, you know what? I guess, yeah, you can't be that open about the secret. But look, we, we all saw it. Um, but, you know, another big reason for for the Kraken winning this one. And and you mentioned the shots, a lot of low-quality shots. But, man, Joey Decord had to be dialed in at times in this game, setting a new saves record. I, did you talk to him? Uh, was he one of the yeah. players you guys got? Uh, and, and what did he have to say about this game that he just had? I mean, he's just Joey, right? Like he just, he talks about it like it's just another day at the office, which for him it is. Uh, and so, you know, it was just one of those things where he's always just got that that wonderful smile that he has. He's, he's just such a, a nice person, a good person to talk to. And it was just one of those things of like, yeah, I was 
I was dialed in. I, you know, I, I was making the saves, and that's you know what it was about. Uh, he was even joking about the goal that he did let in, right? And and how it just kind of funny bounced out of the corner. And he said, "I'm not used to having to skate full speed like that, and all my gear and everything. I guess I got to add that to my workout routine." But he, you know, he was just all <laughs> smiles. Everything was good. The vibes were immaculate. That that sounds just like Joey. I mean, that's that's perfect. All right, we got a couple super chats here. I want to get to. And Gregory was waiting for you, Dylan. You you should know this. Lemon lime Gatorade time, baby, Joey. I was it. yes, and I was ready for you, Gregory. Joey, 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 and Tana finally got the monkey off his back. So as you as you chug some of that lemon lime Gatorade time, uh, <laughs> we talked about Joey. How about Brandon Tana finally getting the monkey off his yeah. back? You saw that celebration. That must have been huge for him. Yes, and he was asked about it afterwards, and he was just kind of a little bit more along the lines of, oh, you know, just you know, there's just issue with my pads, you know, just, just one of those things. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. that's, that is classic Turbo. Uh, you could see the excitement in his face, and you didn't need a lip reader, really, if you saw on the broadcast, uh, to, to, to know what he said afterwards as he was doing that celebration, too. Uh, so he was clearly very excited about that one. Uh, yeah, thank you for definitely. the super chat there, Gregory. Uh, another super chat here from Sergeant Pickles. Wasn't able to watch, but woo, big dub. Uh, can you summarize the game? In, in I guess maybe in a way we haven't like talked about yet, just... 10 seconds. Tell Sergeant Pickles what he missed. I mean, you missed you missed a close uh, high event hockey game, which, you know, it's I don't I don't know entirely how to describe it. I guess it's just one of those things where Joey faced an onslaught. He stood strong in the face of that onslaught and a couple Kraken who had been struggling to score were able to get on the board and, and lift them up to, to get two points. Big needed two points, too, because, boy, every other team, all six of them, it seems like. In this wild card race, keep winning, RJ. So the Kraken really needed this to help keep up with them, um, but they were able to get it done. Right. So I actually I checked the standings midstream and I saw okay, well they haven't made a gained a whole lot of ground. Nope. You know they continue to kind of tread water here, but they're still very much in it, of course. Um, so I see this chat here from DJ Singletone that that stood out to me because I'm I'm always curious. I've been to plenty of games in LA. We both have. Uh, DJ Singletone asking, how were the fans in LA today? What was the atmosphere like at Crypto.com Arena? It was a pretty normal LA Kings crowd, I would say. I thought they were pretty good. They were they were loud. They were cheering on their team. They were very engaged with the game, right? Like whenever there was something close, you had all the oh, right, like. <laughs> all that kind of stuff, you know, they weren't they weren't really aggressive or mean towards the Kraken, right? Last year, it was a lot of like Bailey ripping up a, a squid and all sorts of stuff, right? And this time it was it was a lot more about the celebration of their team uh, and, and kind of being behind their team. Uh, some interesting things going on in the arena, like for one, after they pick up that shorthanded goal, there's that big TV timeout. And I thought they did a really good job of trying to help keep the Keep the energy level high for their team in the building. They had everybody sing along in its entirety to uh, Beastie Boys. You know, you got to fight for your right to party, and it it worked, right? Like it's hard not to mm -hmm. when you got like seventeen thousand people singing that song to feel like the energy stayed high and, and intense and was going to stay on the King's side for the rest of that game. Um, however, and then on the flip side, the number one in like arena or during the game sponsor is visit vancouver 
just endlessly game sponsored by go to vancouver uh lots of commercials on the jumbotron to visit vancouver i've never been somewhere for a sporting event right where they are just like hey everybody leave here and go somewhere else wow that's that's really interesting but you know what if they're gonna pay the money to to do it right like that's that's what you get with corporate ownership of a team i guess Hey, you know what? If I was in LA, I would really want to visit Vancouver too. Um, I'm close. I did, I did time of close. year for that is though. They're showing all the summer activities, all the kayaking, the beautiful Pacific Northwest days, and I'm like, I don't know that you're gonna get that in late December. Hey, you know what? It is in my mind. It is beautiful here in the Pacific Northwest all year round. Um, so, a couple good questions here from Striatic. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Uh, did Dylan buy that Gatorade in the building or sneak it past security or is bringing your own beverage a perk of the press pass? Dylan, how'd you make it happen? Uh, I just shoved it in my backpack and walked on through. <laughs> yeah, no, I spend like this. This would cost like eight dollars here. If that I, that might only be eight. Yeah, I think even more. Maybe I'm thinking like 2014 prices. Um, but no, I've, I've never asked if specifically I'm allowed to. But I've done this at Kraken Games. I've done this everywhere. Dallas. Uh, I just stick it in the backpack, send it through the uh, the x-ray machine, and nobody seems to say anything. All right. I guess that is one of the perks then. Uh, Jessica spoken like a true Pacific Northwester, RJ. I, yes. I'm hoping I'm hoping I will be accepted, even <laughs> though I'm originally from California. I love it up here. Um, all right. Super chat here from Schultz. Uh, has the Tatar ad been the catalyst for Beneers? We've seen a few uh, questions like that. I think we also had a question from, yeah, Ryan, what's been the key to Maddie's improved play? Um, you know, what do you think of the Tatar ad through a few games and what you saw with him from Beneers tonight? I think there is something to that. I mean, on the one hand, there Maddie was due to break through at some point. Everly was due to break through as well, playing with him, right? Like both of them have struggled when it comes to scoring this year. We've known and we've talked about pretty endlessly, right, all season long, how great Maddie's been playing, how great his line has played, regardless of who's on his wing. He can drive possession, all that stuff. So in in some respects, it's it's just like, okay, finally it's happening. We've We've waited long enough, and it's finally here. Um, on the other hand, I do think that a player like Smosh Tatar is is kind of perfect for him in the sense that he's he's going to be the guy who's going to go and do the little things, the dirty things. He's going to go and win the puck battle along the boards. He's really not the biggest guy. So this is my first time really being up close and you know with him, like outside of pads, all that kind of stuff. He's he's really not that big, RJ. And then, but he he plays big. And he goes out there, he knows exactly where to go to get the puck for his team and then move it up to the other guys. And I think that that's been pretty big on that, that Beneers line because that's really what Beneers has had to do on that line, right? He's been having to go and try to win the puck battles and do all that stuff. And as we've talked about, he hasn't been like the biggest guy this year, right? Everybody's talked about Matty. He looks maybe even smaller than he was last year. Um, it wasn't really his style of game. So now that he has somebody who can do that, I, I think that is freeing him up to be a little bit more offensive. Right. And I, I kind of seen that as well, too. I'm glad you saw Tatar in person, too, because, yeah, he really is not that big of a guy. I noticed that, you know, the first day he kind of came in. Um, so just want to do a reminder to everybody in chat, because we've got like 190 in here, Dylan. And it's been that way all night. This is awesome. Tons of people pumped about this game. Um, but with Dylan joining, I did have to kind of skip down toward you know the bottom of chat. So if there's something that I missed, and there's probably a lot of stuff I missed because chat is just bumping right now. There's so much stuff in there. We got 190 people in here, which is awesome. 
But if there's something I missed and uh, you know you want me to see it, just throw it back in chat so I can take a look at it because I am kind of toward the bottom of chat right now. Um, and with that, we have a super chat here from Brooke. Uh, Kraken one for my birthday. I'm between Borgen and Alexiak's Sagittarius icons. Well, first of all, happy birthday, Brooke. Definitely. Glad they could get the win for you on your birthday. And that's right. Yeah, Borgen. And so then Alexiak, his must be coming up then soon. I wonder when it is. Uh, yeah, I, you're in the better spot to look that up. But yes, definitely happy birthday, Brooke. Uh, good, good presence all the way around tonight, it seems. Yep, definitely. Uh, December 21st, so tomorrow. Okay, well, hey, happy early birthday to Jamie Alexiak. His birthday yeah. is tomorrow. And again, a big happy birthday to you, Brooke. Thank you for the super chat. And a super chat here from the comic binge, Dylan. I know you'll be happy to see that. Uh, turnaround game, stay afloat, get healthy, then make our run. Maddie, a.k.a. The Shadow, is starting to heat up. Joey is wielding the power cosmic. So I'm sure you'll know what all that means. <laughs> yes, I do, I do. And it's all true, right? I mean, we've, we've talked about Maddie heating up. We talked about Joey. But yes, we've talked about the two points. Like, it's all important stuff. It's all been the key to this. And right now for the Kraken, as they were hitting that point in their schedule that we were a little concerned about, right? Um, we knew they were going to be playing tough teams, good teams, teams that are solidly in playoff spots. And the Kraken have managed to walk through it, you know, at the very least picking up points in every game, right? Staying afloat, treading water, whatever it is you want to talk about. And Axel talked about it. Just the fact that you can continue to get points, you can continue to hang in there, give yourself that chance. Um, that's what really matters for them right now because it's, it's a tight, tight race. And so the more that you're able to do that while you kind of wait for your moment for your win streak to happen, seems like everybody else in the league has had one at, at this point besides the Kraken. Um, that's, that's a big deal. Right. And they're staying in the thick of it. And I, I think too, if they can just kind of turn their play around to where it's been the last five games makes for a really exciting rest of the season as, as there's a lot of standings watching left to do, I think uh, this year. And I always enjoy that kind of thing. Uh, box, you're telling me Maddie just needed another elderly man to heat up. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think it was, a, again, it's a change in role, right? We talked about the change in systems and what that does to free up a guy like Matty, allows him to be more creative. He can hold on to the puck a little bit more. I thought his play tonight on the assist to Everly is a perfect example of that, right? He takes the puck, he gloves it out of the air, he puts it on his stick, and he takes a second, right? Like, he, he waits and he makes a read, he sees where he has somebody, and then he makes the play. That's not what we were seeing from him before, right? He was focused on trying to be a system player. The system was move the puck as soon as you get it, right? Either throw it to the slot area or pitch it back to the D and let them shoot the puck and then you go and get net front. And I think now that we're able to see him play with a little bit more patience, right? I don't think it's coincidence that we're starting to see him heat up at the same time. Yeah, no, I think you're right on that. Now, moving on to um, to some injury talk, unfortunately, because it is is a topic of conversation here. So you did get an update from Hackstall before this game. Uh, and, and so we did tweet that out. Um, but Lindsay asking, do you think we'll see Jared McCann back on Saturday? I already miss him and his wicked wrister. And then also we had a question from Nicole with it being confirmed. Belmar is out for a while. Shane call up. So the Jeff Baker, of course, reporting that Belmar is going to be out a matter of weeks uh, with a broken leg, uh, McCann's status a little bit more uncertain. But I guess we'll start with Jared McCann. Any indication on his status beyond just missing tonight? I was going to say, yeah, it, he, Hackstall had said day to day. The feel and the vibe I get is that Anaheim, because there's the two days off and stuff, Anaheim's a real possibility. 
Okay, well, that's that's really good to hear, even though, you know, obviously nothing confirmed, but that's that's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. Um, and then on on Belmar, the news is certainly not as good for him. He will be out for a while. Um, you know, what do you think the Kraken end up doing about that? I've seen a lot of people suggest call up Shane, call up Shane. You know, this is his time and his spot. Um, do you think they should do that? I know it's kind of more of a, a deep dive type conversation, but like early thoughts on that right now. Look, I, you know I'm in favor of it, right? I, for a lot of reasons. One, I just think he's their best option. I think he's been playing fantastic. I think he can score. He's aggressive. I think that's exactly what the Kraken kind of need right now. I think it would help, you know, boost their momentum. Yes, you know, look at tonight, right? They pick up the win, but they allowed a ton of shots. They allowed their goaltender set a franchise save record, and they only won two one, right? Scoring is still a thing. And you look at the two guys who scored. You got one guy who hadn't scored in almost exactly a calendar month, right? In 10 games, Brandon Tanev and Jordan Everly, it was getting close to that same length as well. So I still think that bringing in somebody like Shane, who is going to want to be aggressive, go to the slot, do all that kind of stuff, try to get high quality chances for himself. I think that's all beneficial for the Kraken. Him being a right shot center, something they don't have. I think that's another reason to maybe do it. We saw he was good on face-offs when he was up, all of that great stuff. The problem is, again, it doesn't make sense to call him up unless you can give him a top six role. And Belmar wasn't a top six guy, right? The vacancy that you have is, again, bottom six. If you bring him up and you just plug him into what Belmar was doing, he's only going to get, what, eight, nine, maybe ten minutes a night. He's not going to get any special teams time, really. So he's not going to get up to double-digit minutes. And then I don't know that that's really what's best for him. So... I think there's a reason that they've called up Cole Lind. I think there's a reason that all year long, right, they've they've called up like half the Firebirds roster before they really have gone with him. And I and I think that that's long term probably the best move. It's just I want to see him play for the Kraken. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think we all do. We're all eager to see what he can do with another stint up here. Um, so uh, on the flip side of the, actually, you know what? We're talking about Shane Wright. I, I do want to just plug your prospect chat, uh, which of course yeah. will be happening tomorrow night uh, for the the Terror of the Deep patrons. I mean, it's been a busy week on, on Patreon already. We had our live commentary. I had my armchair GM chat last night, but we do have your prospect chat uh, tomorrow. And I know you've been thinking a lot about players development, looking at all that stuff. So just, just want to plug that for everybody. Um, you know, patrons can uh, can see that. And also, if you're new, free trial, Seven day free trial. You can go back, look at the live commentary in the armchair GM chat, and you can join Dylan uh, for his prospect chat tomorrow and learn all about those great prospects. All right, I got the plug in, Dylan. Um, there you go. There you so go. Good. Very on, good. The, on the flip side, I know you said the Kraken need more goals. Scoring is still an issue. On the flip side, though, uh, the Kraken do get a win in a different way than they had before. And this chat from Sarah pointing something out important. I'm really glad we got a win on a tight, low scoring game. I feel like that is one thing that really sets this team apart. Uh, so this is the Kraken's first game all season where they've won scoring less than four goals. Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> I mean what does it do for the team to be able to win a game like that? I, I think it's got to it's got to bring up a lot of confidence, and I know like they they weren't going to necessarily touch on that or bring that up, but I think that it has to bring a lot of confidence. You can tell in this one the locker room, right? I've been around the locker room when they've won games before, but there was something a little bit different about this one. Everybody's smile seemed a little bit bigger, right? The vibe, the music playing, and everything just seemed a little bit more this time. And I got to think that this was in some ways just one of those 
vindicating games of, yeah, we can do this. And so I, I, I definitely think the team is right there. Yeah. Now, as, as far as one of their better players defensively, I think Striatic is begging you. Talk about Alex Wenberg, please. What did you I see mean, from Wenberg tonight? Wenberg's Wenberg, right? He, he does his thing and he does his thing so well. Um, he's, I mean, he's just, he's a 200 foot player. He's going to keep the other team from doing what they want to do. What's interesting is that I would never necessarily, qual uh, you know, label him um, a disruptor, but that's exactly what he ends up being, right? It's, it's always with his body position, right? It's not necessarily like the way Brandon Tanev does, where he's going to come flying in and he's going to lay a hit on you, or he's going to try to swipe the puck away, right? He's going to really use an active stick. Winberg can use an active stick. But so much of Wenberg's style is just positioning and how he's just going to get inside your passing lane. He's just going to, oh, you pick up, the, you you know, you collect the puck in your in your zone, let's say, in the defensive zone, and you pick your head up to make a play, and all you can see is Alexander Wenberg, right? Like he is yep. the closest thing to you, and he happens to just be standing between you and your closest teammate, right? The obvious play for you to make, he's he's in that lane. And I think that that's really important. I think that comes up huge in a game like this against a team like this because what he most what he what he really did was the Kings wanted to work inside. We know that they want to work inside. They have the big bodies to be able to work inside and be a real problem for defenders. And what does Alexander Wenberg do? He makes sure he takes away all the passing lanes inside to those big guys and he helps keep the team to the outside. This was the least aggressive you'll see him play on the PK. But I think that's a big part of it was he really wanted to make sure he was taking away those lanes. So say a Kopitar or a Byfield or a Fiala couldn't make a move inside and try to really square one up on Joey. He, he played a little bit more conservative than we're used to seeing him play, but he got the job done and he did it brilliantly. Yep. And I see a few people in here, Prof, Casey, others agreeing with you and, and liking Wenberg's game tonight. Um Let's see. We have uh, some talk about Jamie Alexiak. I think it, it starts with Lindsay Borg and Alexiak pairing is an astrological match, apparently. Sagittarius yeah. season. And then also uh, we have Rachel pointing out, did you see Alexiak go down to the ice to finally try and block a shot? Like a big rig truck, not an oil rig, Dylan. Yes, yes, he did. He did go to do that. I think after the last game, right, there, there was probably some conversations or even if he was just watching the watching the tape, right? Um, look, he's been a, he's done a really great job all season of shot blocking, right? I think somebody said he's top five. Um, he can even really do the shot blocking aspect of it. Is it's can he take away those passing lanes, right? Can he can he do the Alexander Wenberg thing, right, where you can be disruptive without having to physically be disruptive? And this is where his size can really come into play, right? We've talked in the past about can he be a disruptor because of his size? Should he be playing more physical? All of that kind of stuff. He can be completely disruptive just by using his size, using his reach, using the fact that he can just cover more ground than somebody else because his arms are longer, his stick is longer, right? And I think that you're, you're starting to see that tonight from him where it was more of that kind of quiet disruptor role. And I think that's adding a new level to his game. And I'd love it if Will Morgan could pick up on some of that too. And right, he doesn't pull himself out of position so much just to make a hit. He's, you know, he's a big guy too. He can use his length. To, cry, to, to slow down the other team without having to take himself out of a play. So uh, I really like that kind of development from Jamie Alexiak. 
Yeah, like to see the adjustments there. You know, I don't know, maybe Sagittarius, something they can learn from each other, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, uh, Nicole saying Cole Lind got like zero ice time today with frowdy face. And yeah, he got under six minutes of ice time. I didn't notice him a whole lot, but I mean, you know, how are you going to in that little ice time? Uh, but Striatic responding, Cole Lind was low on TOI, but made up for it by being high on PDA. Goalie smooches are back. Did you see that in person or did you have to head down for media? Yeah, we were already downstairs uh, when the game ended, so I was not able to catch it in person. I would have taken the picture uh, for sure, but unfortunately wasn't able to work that way. It's kind of tough in this building because it is so big and we're so far away. We're literally as far away from the visitor's locker room as you could be, so it's it's a tough one. We have to like start making it the way down with like five minutes left. Um, but yes, it's it's great to see him again. Great to see him up. Great to, great to get that moment. I'm sure there's going to be lots of pictures coming out from that. Uh, they probably already are out, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. I think the Kraken must have posted the video already. At least I saw some something on Twitter, which like broke at the end of the game. <laughs> By the way, yes, I don't know yes. if you're surprised that so, I'm sure people that was, that in the press box were freaking out. Yeah, that was definitely a conversation in the media room, uh, for sure. Yeah, everybody was wondering what platform to ditch to. I think you settled on Facebook <laughs> if needed. Oh gosh, Facebook's back. Okay, that's, that's not how desperate good. Everybody was there for a second. <laughs> the, the panic was real. <laughs> yep. All right. So something else I wanted to ask you about too. We got Cappy saying, "Hey, no fights tonight. Boys kept their composure." Uh, and then also Chip was saying, "I'd like to mention that although there were still some discipline issues tonight, we were definitely less reckless than our last game against LA. We didn't let them stay in our heads." Uh, was that something that was talked about at all as far as, you know, I mean, look, last game in L.A., uh, you know, Borgen had that penalty. Vince Dunn lost his mind. Yeah. Um, you know, the Kraken didn't do that tonight. Yeah, no, uh, it wasn't brought up at all, but it was one of those things where you could tell that the message has been received by the guys, right? So really the, the worst one was when Yamamoto takes the tripping call, right, while the Kraken are mm -hmm. on the power play and it's, it makes it four on four. But even that, it wasn't like, you know, a crime of passion. That was just, he went in, his stick got tangled up, and he brought the guy down. And it was just like, oh, darn, right? Um, so I thought that was good. And look, there was a time where Vince Dunn, right, was was taken down. And, and it looked like he stood up, and he thought about it, and then he thought better. And he was like, you know what? My team is up by one right now. Now's not the time. And and I think that's massive. That's a, that's a huge leap forward for him. Lots of great development there. Yeah, no, you love to see that. Um, DJ Singleton joking, works in the slot, right-handed center, more aggressive. John Hayden call-up it is instead of Shane Wright. He worked too. He worked too. Yep. I mean, they have they have so many good reinforcements at Coachella Valley. Um, you know, they, it's good they develop that depth. Um, uh, SJ, the Kraken have been terrible this season at holding a lead in the third. They really turned that around this game, which is great to see. I mean, what do you think about their response in the third? And I guess kind of it felt like their foot was on the gas a little bit more compared yes. to the previous periods where they just weren't spending the whole time in their own zone. I think that might have made the difference. I think that did make the difference. They did not, you know, collapse into the shell that they that they would have earlier in the year, right? And there's there's a couple of things to that, right? They they not only did they stay a little bit more aggressive, they were still trying to score another goal. They wanted to extend that lead. I think that was big. And also, we've been seeing from Joey, right? He's been better late in games, right? Earlier this season or in past seasons, the third period's been a struggle for him for whatever reason. And, and it hasn't been for him lately. And I thought this was another good game for that, right? This was a night in which he was on. It was very much his game throughout. And it was kind of nice for him 
to be in the spot to really shut the door and, and close it out for them too. I thought that was a big deal. Um, it makes this a statement game. Probably still the, his number one statement game would be that Florida shutout, right? First career shutout and everything. But I don't think you can understate how important Joey was to, to everything that happened tonight for the Kraken. Right. I mean, that's an integral part of the strategy when you face a, a team like the Kings and you know you're going to allow at least like 35 shots or so, uh, you know, best case scenario. Yeah. Um, your goalie has to be dialed in because one soft goal and that can sink you. Yep. 43 saves is 43 saves. That's not a number you see very often in the National Hockey League. And when you pair that with only one goal against, I mean, it's that's phenomenal, right? Like that's that's fantastic. So. Yeah, I want to check the expected goals. I'm curious what it ended up being. Kings had 2.95, a little under three right. on 43 shots. Go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it tells you how many low-quality shots there were, but still. Yeah, no, they, they were, there, a lot of them were garbage shots. There were some that I'm not even sure were shots. Like, like you know, maybe there was a little bit of generosity when it comes to what a shot was. And I think that plays on the Kraken side, too. Right, the Kraken having 21 shots, I believe, after the second period. That's a lot for them in the new system that they've been playing. But, um, you know, that it, it, it happens sometimes. You take it. Yeah. yeah. 74 shot attempts for the Kings in this one. They were firing a lot of pucks at the net. Yeah. Uh, Light, love this quote from a Kings fan on Reddit. A brick wall is easier to score on than Joey Decord. Oh, oh, oh hang on. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Huge super chat here. I just, yeah, we saw it at the same time. Huge super chat from Elizabeth here. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Such a statement win. Thank goodness our PK is hot. Just want to say thank you. I've learned so much from you and it's made me love hockey even more. Happy holidays, fam. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I mean, that that means the world to Dylan and I to hear that, you know, that, um, you know, that, you, that you've learned from us that you enjoy watching hockey and, and being part of this community. I mean, it's just, there, there's nothing better, Dylan. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a very conscious choice you and I made back when, you know, ECH was started and it was, okay, what, what kind of content are we going to do? And we talked about all those, all the different options and we kind of settled on this. And then we talked about, you know, how are we going to be right? Like what, what is it that we want to talk about? How is it that we want this to, to kind of go? And for you and I, right, we've coached young kids playing hockey, right? Uh, many times over, like education about the game, about the sport has been such a big part of it for us. Uh, and it was definitely something we wanted to, you know, have available to newer fans, right? Coming to it with the NHL going to Seattle and all of that. So, yes, it, it's definitely always great to hear and, and happy holidays right back at you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with an expansion team too, a lot of newer fans get into it. That's it's been such a great part of, of that journey for you and I to kind of see that happen. And um, it's amazing too, because you know, in our lives before we started this, right? We would get people that we knew into hockey, and it was always super fun to do, and we love doing that. And now to be able to to do that, you know, with so many of you here, I mean, it, it feels like we're living the dream. Uh, so yep. th thank you again for the super chat, Elizabeth. Love yep. to hear that. It really it makes our day. Um, all right, let's, I'm sorry, I scrolled by this. I could not read. Future third line Islanders center Alex Wenberg had a pretty good game. Why, why, why we got to banish him to the island? What's up with that? I, we don't, we don't need I can't. That. I can't argue with it though. That. He doesn't. I don't know. That. No, he no, doesn't no. deserve it, but unnecessary zippers might be onto something there. Nah, he's gonna. End up, would it surprise you to see him end up like with a team like the Kings or a, a Minnesota type team? right? Where he can be more of a checking line guy. He'll be the third line guy and be that last puzzle piece for somebody where that disruptive part of his game kind of becomes the thing for them. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many teams he would he would fit well with in that role. I mean, the Kings, I, you might even have two. I, I don't know if you have too many centers that can shut down other guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, scroll down in chat here. Um, uh, Jay, Dylan and RJ, is there any chance we see Drieger before Grubauer comes back? Do we see Tris, Chris Drieger at all, or is this just the Joey show indefinitely? No, I think Drieger is going to get a start. I, I don't, you know, the, the vibes and the feel around it aren't as strong as with McCann maybe playing in Anaheim, but I get, I, I have to imagine Anaheim's going to be a Drieger game. Yeah, I mean, I, I do hope he gets into one just because he's put in so much time and effort to get back yeah. up to this level in the NHL. He well, deserves one. It'd be a great story. And just if you're managing things, right, you don't know exactly when Grubauer's coming back, or, or, you know, at least not from the outside. We don't know exactly when he's coming back. Obviously, there's enough thought that he could be out long enough that Drieger needed to get winter classic pads. So the last thing you want is your goaltender to go, you know, stone cold just riding the bench constantly, right? Like, he needs games every so often just to, you know, see a puck, right? Face a shot. Like, you, you need that as a goaltender. Yeah, I, my only question, though, is you've got two days off before Anaheim and then you've got four days off afterward. I, I feel like they're going to be tempted to just ride Joey the rest of the Tonight way, at least till after New Year's. Things. Yes, I was going to say that, that, that is possible. Tonight might have changed things. You want to keep that momentum with Joey. I could see something like that happening. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I want Chris to get a start. I do too. No, him. definitely. I mean, Especially he, he deserves contract it. contract year for him, right? Like he needs to, you know, you know, he wants to be able to prove that he can be an NHL guy so that at the end of this year, he can go out and sign with an NHL team. Right. I mean, he is right on that, on that borderline, you know, next off season, there are going to be a bunch of teams that, you know, are, are iffy and net and they're going to be goalie injuries because there always are. Yep. Um, and he's going to want to earn that opportunity. So you're right. This is a, a big time for him. Um, you know, it must be tough for him on the bench, but you know, he's such a supportive teammate, you know, he'll, he'll, he's good about it. Yep. Um, uh, super chat from DJ Singletone. I want to thank you both for being a constant source of hockey knowledge and for putting up with my constant questions and theories. Thank you for the super chat, DJ Singletone. Appreciate you. I putting up with your constant questions and theories. I mean, are you not going to mention all the scouting work and the junior <laughs> stuff that you do and bring to this community? Come on. I was going to say putting up with is not the right word. It's it's you know something more akin to enjoying it. Right. And then, yes, all the fantastic work you do over on the discord, make it such a lively place, keeping everybody informed with what all of the Kraken prospects are doing. It's unreal um, what you've been able to do for this community, DJ, DJ Singletone. But uh, so, yes, I mean, all the things goes right back at you. Yeah, I mean, constant source of hockey knowledge. I mean, you've certainly been that yeah. for me with the prospects. Definitely. Um, I, I see everybody saying, you know, Joey, Joey, yep. <laughs> Joey needs a break too, but you know, let Joey have a Disneyland day, then Drieger in against the ducks problem solved. Just send him to Disneyland for the game day. You, know, you can have someone else back up, right? Yeah. yeah he's earned it. Uh, it'd be a rainy Disneyland day, uh, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. That's true. I hear it is rainy there. And people were asking about rain. the bad ice earlier and I thought maybe that, that had something to do with it. It could. It's, it's especially cold. Like this is the coldest I've ever felt this building be RJ. Like, like really strange. Like I have a jacket on right now. I've never needed that in this building before. 
Interesting. Yeah, I know they some buildings have dehumidifiers and others don't. And if this if crypto doesn't, uh, they might have had to crank up the the AC a little bit. I think did. to overcompensate. Yes. So that yeah. might have happened there. Um, like yes, lots of blown tires out there tonight. Yeah, it's definitely something people notice. Can we reverse super chat DJ Singletone? <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. That would be great if if there was some feature for you to like super chat each other also. Yes, if if right. you so felt like it, you know, yeah. that'd be pretty fun. Um, all right, so let's see. Um, there was one that I was gonna. Oh yeah, Christian asking, did they cancel the skills competition because of the Winter Classic? Uh, Driegs needs to defend needs to defend his undefeated title. Um, I do love the idea of having. Driegs, well, I guess it was Drieger versus like Grubauer. Um, But I I do wonder, I think they're, I imagine they would still have it. I don't think the winter class would get in the way of that. And if, as I recall, it was in the new year, right? Every time it it was after New Year's. So I I think think we'll probably. It was after the NHL All-Star break last year, right? Wasn't it? Wasn't it in March? It it was later on in the season. Yeah, yeah, it was late. So I, I don't think we would hear about it, anything about it yet. Certainly not because of the Winter Classic, because that's where everyone's focus is on right now. But I think after the Winter Classic is over, as we get a little bit further into the new year, we'll probably start to hear something about that because they've got to keep that going. It's such a great event, um, yeah. having yeah. The, the skills competition. Charles there saying it was after the All-Star. Yeah, it was after it was after All-Star. That's right. Thank you, Charles, for pointing that one out. Um, um, let's see. Oh, January. Um, yeah. Yeah, January. Yeah, I thought it was kind of closer. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh go into chat here. Um, Jay Driegs has been a supportive teammate, is why he was my choice for my salute to service jersey. You know, that's that's a really, really good, good choice. Yeah, he's such a supportive teammate, especially as a goalie, it's tough because you know, there, there's only so many spots to play games yeah. and, and, you know, you really are competing with, with the next guy over there. Um, and even, he was so gracious, even through the, like the preseason, the goalie competition where he played well, Joey just played better. I mean, we're, we're seeing mm-hmm. why Joey was great. Um, let's see, uh, in chat here. Oh yeah. Everyone talked about the date, January 22nd. Thanks everyone for helping us zero yeah. in on that. It was, yeah. Um, I knew it was around the, the all-star game because it was kind of like for all the guys that didn't get to go. Right. Which ended up being everybody. But <laughs> unfortunately. Right. I know. Yeah, no, I think, I think that, does, yeah, that does make sense. Um, from Sarah, I hope I get to meet you guys at the winter classic. Uh, hope we get to meet you. And I'm sure a lot of you watching, if you're yeah. there, um, Still in the NHL, uh, they don't have a schedule of events out yet for nope. the Winter Classic. And uh, we would love to set something up. We will set something up. Yes. We will we will figure something out. I promise it'll be like around the game, around that location. If you're going to the game, you can meet up with us. We just need to hear back from the league, like what the exact schedule is. So again, I, I, I promise you, we will have something. We will let everybody know on all the channels once we can. Just waiting on the NHL. Dylan. Yep. Uh, so I mean, is, is this what we get for, for being a little critical of the it's league just, on Red Glare? Uh, maybe. I was going to say, I feel like there's been far more critical people out there uh, than even us. Um, it's just it's just life covering, uh, you know, the, the highest form of hockey in the world, RJ. It's, it's hurry up and wait. 
Yep, <laughs> exactly. And then Tammy saying, Dylan, you look cold. <laughs> Jay agreeing. Next time, I think you need another jacket. Seems like you're cold af. Dylan, I, are you cold? I'm actually not cold. It's very hard to make me cold. Like just, just something like this wouldn't normally make me cold. I'm really wearing the jacket because like I just needed to carry it easier, right? Um, I, I'm more bouncing because, you know, uh, with having to run down for media and then do this and all of that kind of stuff, right? Um, uh, bathroom breaks are few and far between. And so that, mm -hmm. that has something to do with the leg going right now. That makes sense. Okay. Well, okay. Well, we won't go too much longer here. Uh, just, we got one more Dylan based comics. I always love these. Dang Dylan. How are you able to read the chat that far away? I think you wear the glasses for the ladies. Uh, yeah, actually, I, every every person I've ever dated has said you look better without the glasses. So at some point, I'm going to need to try contacts. But uh, thank you. And yeah, and I'm doing this, and I also have to have my um, the, the screen brightness down at the second lowest level because my battery is still not fixed, RJ. And <laughs> I'm just praying it lasts through the, all of a post game. So yes, it's it's dark, it's far away. I don't know. It's because it's because I'm so used to it, and I love all you guys so much. That's why. Yes, the, it's, it's labor of love, Dylan. You're very talented, Dylan Travers. There, I'm certainly saying, saying TMI, <laughs> Jay. That's what the big mouth bottle is for. All right, let's not go there. We we gotta wrap this up uh, for for post game live. So I think we're we're gonna let Dylan go to the bathroom and close this thing out. Just want to give one more shout out uh, to our sponsor, Flatstick Pub, for sponsoring each and every one of these post game lives. Um, I know we can't wait to go over and visit. Yes, you get to do the thing. <laughs> Uh, with the logo there. I know we can't wait to visit when you come up uh, mm -hmm. to Seattle. Thank you everybody for joining us for a really fun post game live. I hopefully more wins, more post games, just like this. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, we'll see you all next time.